0: Welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the warrior king to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicaria. Field Log, day 46, stay calm. One of my very close friends at church, right, is a guy that I go to church with, we'd see him about two or three times a week, very close friend of mine has a particular quality that I've always admired. And that quality is his lack of movement. Right? And that's going to sound very weird before I explain it, so give me a minute. Whenever he's sitting somewhere, and even if he's not doing anything in particular, or if he's standing there and maybe other people are having a conversation and he's not saying anything for a moment, if you ever look at him, he stands completely still right he doesn't pick at his fingernails or nail beds or anything he doesn't fidget he doesn't shake his legs he doesn't feel the need to consistently give people nonverbal, you know assent or affirmation with constant bobbleheading and nodding and all of those things he just stands very still and I noticed the other day that when I was looking at him and he wasn't looking at me he was looking at something else just how still he was standing and the aura of competence and power that that sort of created for him. And that really got me thinking about this concept of stillness and calm. So that's what we're going to talk about today. After thinking on it for a little bit and trying to reference other men that I know, I started to notice this pattern. That the most confident, the strongest men, are also the ones that minimize their movement, right? And that doesn't mean that if you got to walk from here to some other place that you're going to try to do it in the most effective or efficient way possible. That's not what I'm saying. It's removing these sorts of unneeded movements, right? Minimizing your, your swaying, your fidgeting, those kinds of things. And I want to explore that idea today for a little bit, right? About 20 minutes. And one of the things I remember thinking when I was looking at my friend and how still he was standing was that it made me in turn calm and i'm a very calm person these days but still i have a lot of energy sometimes but just seeing him being in this very still mode gave me calmness and immediately i realized oh this is this is very powerful because we've talked about mirror neurons before right this set of neurons in your brain that allow you to feel empathy right that you mimic the feelings you see in other people they're very strong right human beings we have this ability to feel what others are feeling very deeply, right? And you see this in there are plenty of people who can't stand gore, right? And there are some people out there and God knows what's going on with their psychology, but who will watch like car accidents and, you know, people getting beheaded and those sorts of things. I could never stomach it, right? It is, it's too much. Well, the reason that happens is because of our mirror neurons, right? There is a complex of neurons in your brain that allow you to feel the emotion you see reflected in another person. So already, we can see the power of staying calm, right? Staying still, producing your movement. is going to calm other people around you. And as we all know, the emotions people feel around you are the way they think of you. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. As a leader, your ability to get people behind you, right? To get people to trust you, to get people to to do the things that you in your leadership position feel are appropriate. That quality is how a leader lives or dies. You live or die by public perception. Because if no one trusts you and no one believes in you, no matter how good you are at leading or whatever you know, realm we're in, if no one listens to you, it's meaningless. So this ability to remain calm and to allow other people to feel that calm when they're around you is going to make them think subconsciously that he always makes me feel so calm. And that is very good. But there is another dimension of staying calm, right? This episode is not called Stay Still. It's called Stay Calm for a Reason. Because it goes beyond just physical stillness. One of the things that communicates great mastery to the people around you is your ability to stay calm under pressure is the ability to stay calm when other people are agitated, right? If someone is yelling at you or raising his voice at you or any of those sorts of things, if you remain calm, you are in control and that's how people will perceive it. So rather than matching the, the level of agitation that another person has, you're encouraging that other person to return to the level of calm that you're at. So the ability to stay calm emotionally, right? To foster that Stillness in you, that calmness in you, is going to make the situations you're in de-escalate more quickly. Right? It's going to make people who are upset in your presence calm down faster. And it's going to project great strength. Because agitation, right, an aroused physiological state is a sign of some stimulus acting on you and you're responding to it. But if you have the ability to refuse a response to the stimulus, then you have mastery over your mental state. And this is, these are things that people pick up subconsciously, right? I'm really analyzing this very deeply here. But human psychology is very advanced, right? People's minds work in amazing ways. And people feel these things, even if they don't put words to it. So when you stay calm, people around you will stay calm. When you stay calm, you project strength. When you stay calm, you project mastery. And then, of course, there is the personal benefit. And in some ways, people might lead with this. I don't. Because as we know, the warrior king ethos is about becoming a tool to serve God's purposes and to serve the people in your community, to serve your family, to serve your friends, your brothers. That's what it means. So the personal benefits, although they're all over the place, right, there's personal benefits for exercise. There's personal benefits for building wealth, right? Your own security. I never mentioned this. I never mentioned this because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That being said, it is a real benefit. Let's say the icing on the cake, right? Or the cherry on top. Is that if you cultivate calmness in yourself, and one of the ways to do that, of course, is to go back and listen to the episode on silence, right? And solitude. I think it was called seek solitude. That's right. That's going to foster a state of calmness within you, right? Of course, a regular prayer life making sure that your nutrition is where it needs to be so that your internal physiological state isn't constantly on red alert, right? If you're eating a lot of inflammatory foods, those kinds of things, it's going to be a problem. That being said, one of the ways you can cultivate this calmness, this stillness, is by seeking solitude, of course. And all of those things are going to add up to give you those benefits. Benefits of projecting strength, leadership, maturity, mastery, of your internal state, mastery of the situation, right? If I'm in a situation and things are, you know, going crazy and there's stuff breaking left and right, if I maintain calm, A, it's going to keep you reasoning, you know, without any sort of emotional tint to your, to your decisions, right? You can make decisions rationally and any people who might be freaking out, like I said earlier, will calm down because of it. If you stay calm during intense situations, and again, as usual, you can also just imagine, you can paint yourself a mental picture, right? Make up some great man in your mind, right? Some sort of wizened patriarch of a, of a clan or, or a king of some sort. That person is going to be slow to anger, right? And we know this, even God is described as slow to anger, right? There's nothing wrong with anger in and of itself. And we did an episode on that as well. It's called on violence, I think, or violence, You can go listen to that. So there is a time and a place, of course, but the longer you stay calm, right, especially for trivial things, the longer you maintain your calm, the more you project mastery, right? A king in his throne room, hearing an argument between, let's say, two delegates or or courtiers or something along those lines, and he's sitting there, completely still, completely still. They're yelling at each other, they're insulting each other, and he's sitting there, completely still. And then at one point, he says, enough. And the whole room, dead quiet. That's the power of calm. Now, of course, his authority and his station there as a king contribute to the fact that people are willing to stop talking immediately when he interjects. But of course, this is the state that we're aiming for as men who live the warrior king life. So you can see that any fictional or real role model you might have as a man, a real man, is going to maintain his calm. He's going to stay calm because he's genuinely unfazed, right? And even if he begins to become agitated, he would control that, right? There are two elements here. One, a man with with wisdom and ability knows that, you know, whatever situation is happening right now, I can handle this. I have a track record of handling things. I'm not worried. That's what genuine leadership is. Don't worry. I got it, right? Those words are sweet to the ears of the people in your sphere of influence. Don't worry, I got it. But then also, when you do become agitated, if something is genuinely stressful to you, your ability to control your emotions is one of the hallmarks of a man, right? If you feel a feeling, and I made an episode a couple of days ago, and it was, it looks like four or five days ago, on boredom, And I said how I didn't feel like recording that day. And ironically enough, today's one of those days where I really had to drag myself to the chair as well. But we all have those kinds of situations, right? As men, we always have our emotions, right? They don't go away and they shouldn't. You need your emotions. It's part of what makes you human, right? There's, um, There's this thought experiment. It's about the donkey and two balls of hay or piles of hay. And he's standing between them And they're the same distance from him. It's the same amount of hay in both of them. And there's no reason to pick one over the other, right? This one's just as good as the other one. So what does he do? He dies of starvation, right? There was no reason to pick one over the other. And that's where emotions come in, right? Quick aside here is when you open up the cupboard and you pick a cup. Why'd you pick that that one specifically? Let's say they all look the same. It was an emotional decision, right? We don't usually think of those things as emotional decisions, right? It seems like an arbitrary choice, but that's what emotions help us do. So you need your emotions. They inform you, right? If you feel anger rising up in you, it's a sign of either A, some sort of injustice, right? Righteous anger, which is good. Or B, it speaks of your own internal state, right? Sometimes the way we feel is more of a reflection of us than it is of the situation at hand. So maybe something makes you upset and you think rationally, this shouldn't make me upset. So why does it? Why? That's a good question to ask yourself. That being said, sometimes you might see an emotion and realize that it's irrational. And in those kinds of situations, you have to be able to stay calm anyway. So now that you've heard the argument as to why you should stay calm, right? Both in your physical movements, in your mental state in your spiritual state, calmness can be a great asset to you. Well, how do you stay calm? Right? And I've I've touched on a couple of points earlier, but we're going to go through them in a bit more detail. How do you stay calm? Well, the first thing you should do, and this is going to start to sound very familiar, is to get your physiological state in order. Right? A lot of the mental patterns that we have come down to neurotransmitter deficiencies. There's a book called The Mood Cure, and I talk about it all the time, right? Where you can take a quiz, you can find out which neurotransmitters you're short on. You can take the right supplements and clean up your diet with the advice in the book and get back to a calmer, happier state. So that's the first thing you have to do because no matter the disciplines that you undertake, no matter the mental exercises, spiritual exercises... If your body doesn't have the machinery to do it, if there's something wrong with the mechanism, you can try to optimize all you want, but you're not going to get very far. Right? There's this story of a a recent saint, and I don't remember what his name is, but I read it on the, I think it was the Orthodox Ethos YouTube page. And this man was very depressed. And he decided to go become a monk, live in a monastery. And... When he did, he found that his depression and his his desire to die, his suicidal ideations, weren't going away. But he knows that you can't take your own life, right? You can't kill yourself because it would be disrespectful to God's creation. So what he did, and this is actually very interesting, is he went to some sort of caliph in the region or traveled there, and he confronted the man and told him to repent and turn to Christ, right? And the man, of course, saw this as an insult, had the monk decapitated well that technically makes him a martyr right and straight to heaven now you might think that that's you know some sort of cop out or it doesn't make sense but the more you think about it it really does make sense love is expressed through suffering and self-sacrifice we've talked about this before there's an episode called Share in Suffering go listen to that and the way God expressed his love for us was that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son right who's also God So God himself, Christ himself, died on the cross for us. So if we die for him, it is reflecting his love back to him and that makes you a truly holy person. Now that little story aside, the man was living in a monastery. He was surrounded by holy relics, you could imagine, very holy monks, his abbot, praying constantly, reading his scripture constantly, but his mental state was not improving. Now you can think about that what you will, but I would venture a guess and say that His physiology had something to do with that. So you have to learn from these kinds of situations. Make sure that your body is functioning well. Make sure you're getting enough sleep, right? Sleep deprivation is a huge mood tanker and you're going to be much more likely to snap and lose your calm. Make sure you're sleeping enough. I always say anyone who does weight training or some sort of physical exercise regularly, right? Taxing physical exercise. If you do that, you need a minimum of nine hours get 9 hours of sleep at least right i aim for 9 hours every night and i need it right i'll still feel sometimes i'll still feel tired so make sure that your sleep's good make sure your nutrition's good make sure that your neurotransmitters are where they need to be and that you're not experiencing any false moods now when you've gotten that baseline taken care of and your physical state is where it needs to be now you need to participate in activities that foster calm. Solitude. Like I said, go back, listen to the episode on seeking solitude. Do that. Learn to be still and alone and practice what it's like to be completely calm. Prayer, of course. The more faith you have in God, the more calm you will be. Because you know that in the end, all is well. We already know how this plays out, right? Sometimes it can be scary looking at the world and Things are all going sideways and, you know, the world's in a crazy state. You know, this is on fire, that's on fire. Metaphorically or physically, you can get very worked up about that, right? Things are going wrong in your life. You can get worked up about that. But if your faith is strong, you know that we've already won. Christ has defeated death. Everything that's happening now is just skirmishes. The war is won. And you're part of that winning team. So that will give you great calm. Your physical state is where it needs to be. You're practicing things like solitude, right? Your faith is strong and growing. You're going to be very calm. You're going to be very happy too, which again is a big plus. Things like the cold shower, right? You all know that I'm a huge fan of the cold shower. One of the things you learn is to stay calm under physiological arousal. When you step under that shower, your first instinct is to take a, you know, a deep breath in. You gasp. Learning to control that reaction and to to stay calm in the cold is going to translate to other situations, right? Any behavior you repeat becomes who you are, right? James Clear says that every choice you make is a vote for the kind of person you wish to become. That's what that is, right? Every time you shower and you practice staying calm under physiological stress, that's going to translate, that's going to become part of you and translate into mental calmness as well. And of course, we all know that one of the biggest reasons for fidgeting, to take the first example, is anxiety. Right? If you want to learn a person's mental state, I'm telling you, just look. People communicate their mental state always. Right, No matter how strong your mastery over your emotions is, people can generally tell. Micro-expressions slip through. Of course, there are the few that have truly mastered their mental state. It might be harder for them, but the average person, right? I know people who, whenever you're talking to them and you're face-to-face, they'll cross their arms in front of them in a sort of like, I'm protecting my vitals kind of gesture. It's a very subconscious thing. But people who cross their arms have a very closed-off body language That person's scared of something. Could be acute, right? Something in the environment, or it could be chronic, just anxiety. So you have to break out from that. You have to be comfortable, confident, still. Don't be afraid of eye contact. All of these kinds of things that feed into your ability to stay calm. To stay calm under pressure, right? Nothing gets done if you freak out. So do these things today. If you haven't been taking cold showers, this is yet another reminder. Mandatory. Mandatory. If you don't have the ability to stand in 60 seconds of cold water within the first 30 minutes of waking up, this is not for you. It's a small hurdle. It is a guaranteed victory. The only thing holding you back is yourself. There are plenty of things in life where you can try your best. You can do everything and it won't work. But in that cold shower, it's you against you. So do that. Seek solitude. Here's another reminder for you today. When you're driving to work, do it in silence. Have a prayer rope. Recite the Jesus prayer, whatever it is. Seek solitude and get your physiological state where it needs to be. Sleep enough. Eat clean food. Take supplements to get your neurotransmitter levels to where they need to be if they're off. Do all of those things, develop calmness, and watch how your leadership abilities and your success in getting people to be calm, to feel safe, and to do the things that you tell them they ought to do, watch how that jumps up instantly. That's it for this week's field log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show, that always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the Marcian.CX project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way and, of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free. And as always, conquer the day.